Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi, this is Anna David. You're listening to my podcast. It's called Recover Girl. It's a podcast about addiction and recovery and stuff like that. Right now, you're listening to one of those episodes where I introduce you to one of the stories that was told at the storytelling show I host in Los Angeles. That show is called Hammered Time, and in it, uh, sober people and other people get up and they tell stories about their boozing days, their drug days, their sex days, their anxious days, and uh, they're really, really funny stories. I actually have now taken this into treatment centers and, and different spiritual venues where I'm showing other people how to do this because I sort of accidentally stumbled onto this thing, which is that it's real therapeutic to take your darkest stuff and make it into stories. I didn't know. I, I just started doing it. And I have found that more healing, having people laugh at my ridiculousness and knowing that people laugh because they relate, it can be more therapeutic for me than, than years on the couch. But Anyway, so I wanted to share those stories with you guys. We've been putting these shows on Facebook Live, but I have not broken the stories up into different episodes until I just started doing that. So with that, I'm going to introduce uh, the fabulous woman whose story you're about to hear. She's a journalist, uh, but she's also a union organizer. She wrote a book about Mad Men. She's been published in the New York Times, Atlantic Monthly, The Guardian, Wall Street Journal, GQ. She's pretty much one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. By the by, she graduated summa cum laude from UCLA. And meanwhile, I don't even know if it's cum laude or cum laude. That's how much smarter she is than me. Her name is Natasha Vargas Cooper. Enjoy her. Yay! So we're going to bring up our first performer. Yes. She is a journalist. She wrote a book about Mad Men. She's written for the New York Times, for Gawker, for Jezebel, for Vice. Vice, kind of everywhere. Yes, a lot. And she hosts the hit storytelling show, Public Public School. School. Her name is Natasha Vargas Cooper. Yeah! Hi. I love pills. I love them. You guys like them? I liked pills so much that when I had a sponsor in AA, and I, I got to AA by accident, I got to it by the police and a judge telling me I had to go. Um, and uh, I, liked, I liked pills so much that even when I was like doing the steps and taking a fearless moral inventory, I was like, but I have a sleep disorder, so this is fine. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like talk to people in the program, and they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, I still smoke weed. I'm like, you're, that's not, mm, what, would, what would Bill say? What would the doctor say? And then, every night, 
for seven years, I'd come home and take 10 wonderful, euphoric milligrams of Ambien. Who fucks with Ambien, right? Am I right? Do you, are you relating? Who here's taking Ambien? Yeah, you're my people, this is my fucking tribe. All right, let me tell you fucking cucks about Ambien if you don't know, okay? All right, this is what fucking Ambien is like. You know, right, when you like slip into the bathtub and it's just the right temperature and like your blood and the water like combine? Now picture that with like feeling like you're a fucking sex god and you can eat anything you want. That's, that's what Ambien feels like. now. If you're some fucking like normal, well-adjusted person who doesn't think that they vibrate at higher level intensity and like isn't smarter than everyone else in the room and the rules don't apply to them, maybe you take as directed. Maybe you fucking close your eyes, you turn off the lights, you don't have obsessive thoughts, you don't check your email, you don't send text to your boss about like, hey, but you could make it. Uh, um, maybe you're that person. I'm not. Uh, never was. Uh, I, I would say like in my first, in my first like year of Ambien, it was kind of like a bear tranquilizer dart. It was just like, I'm taking, I was like, and I couldn't even do anything. But then I was like, well, you know, one night I was like, oh, what's up with television when I'm on Ambien? I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I was like, oh, what's up with like cooking shit when I'm on Ambien? And like, what cooking shit, I don't, okay, so, so here's the thing to know about Ambien. Um, it, it's not, uh, it's not habit forming. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, it's not a uh, tranquilizer, it's a hypnotic. Y'all fuck with hypnotics? <laughs> All right, let me tell you something about fucking hypnotics. So here's what it does. It just numbs your frontal cortex. So that part of your brain that's like, no, don't do that, is like gone. And it's like, <laughs> you have no idea. So, or, it, or it's, it's even like, do it. Do it, kill your parents, do it. Uh, so, uh, uh, so anyways, so you, you're in the numb, no frontal, and what's weird is like, unlike, you know, if anyone's ever been in a blackout, I'm sure none of you have, um, or ever dealt with someone in a blackout, or fucked someone in a blackout, you know that they're blacked out, right? Because you're like, oh, you're kind of slurry, and you have a large stain. Um, when, you're, when you're on Ambien, you can be actually extremely lucid, extremely coherent, but that whole part of your personality that has any notion of shame, decency, or restraint is lobotomized, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then for whatever reason, it, it triggers an enzyme that makes you feel as though you're starving, right? So you have no fear, you have no shame, and you're hungry. And somehow, I think that also triggers like, I wanna fuck! Um, so, uh, that's all very bad. Um, so, uh, I, I swear, this is, okay. So, I stopped drinking because like, I went to jail, and like, uh, and, like I fucked up my life. <laughs> and like, I burned all these bridges with people who were really great to me. Uh, and I was like, really into like, you know, like, spiritual peace. Uh, but like, for some reason, like, never occurred to me that like, maybe I had this other thing I wasn't dealing with, which was like a crippling fear of being alone at night and being forced to deal with like, myself, right? Because I, had a sleep disorder. Um, so eventually, like, it becomes, it gets worse and worse. So I'm now, I'm sober for two years. Uh, I've like made amends. 
I've built all these great relationships in my life. I'm because, you know, the miracle has happened, right? Like, I, I, I speak, I speak at places of, of I, I speak at 12 step. And then I go home and I get fucking obliterated on goddamn Ambien. Just, just a couple, uh, uh, the highlight reel. Uh, uh, I would drive on Ambien, uh, don't do that, uh, to 7-Eleven, in my pajamas, like nothing, uh, demand a hot dog, uh, buy a pack of cigarettes, would leave one or the other on on the fucking counter, and then like drive around for like 15 minutes listening to like Mazzy Star. Okay, it is amazing that there's not more. Like I like homicide should follow me like wherever. I, like it's amazing that I'm not in jail for for murdering myself or other people. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, January 1st, 2010, I wake up and there's, a there's like four chicken bones in my bed. <laughs> and like a trail of Triscuits. Uh, I just ate a whole roast chicken. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I could tell you about the texts and the emails to ex-boyfriends, to, to, I'm a, I'm a journalist, so like occasionally I'd like, email like the the editor of GQ and be like, all right, how about this? Like I I fuck like Chris Pine, all right? And then like I write about it. Real Hunter S. Thompson shit. So that was happening. And then eventually uh, eventually at one point I was like, oh you know what be good? Like scrambled eggs and like toast and like uh, like a strudel. And uh, I was like making toast and I was like, this is taking too long. And I just like stuck my hand in the toaster. Thank God, uh, I like, I, I'm not joking. I was like, ow, like, why did that hurt me? And it's like, oh, because the toaster, like it didn't occur to me that a toaster could hurt me. And anyway, um, this goes on for seven goddamn years. I, I meet some, yeah. Uh, and, it, and this is, I tell you the story because it shows you like what, how addiction can really work, right? Whereas like, even as I'm doing 12 step, like at that point, like the reason why I was taking 10 milligrams of Ambien a night was to be free essentially of that terror and that anxiety and that self-loathing that it doesn't even necessarily come with addiction, it just being, comes with being a fucking human being on this earth, right? It's just like, you're alone with yourself. What did you do today? What did you accomplish? Like, what are you gonna do tomorrow? How are you gonna fuck that up, right? I was so terrified of, just that 15 minutes, and in all fairness, like, before I got into Ambien, that 15 minutes would grow, and it'd grow into half an hour, and it'd grow into two hours, and I would just spin, and spin, and spin, and people were like, have you tried to exercise? All right. <laughs> Kill yourself, right? Uh, so, like, so, you know, and I, and I was so scared of that, just of, of that, and like, I couldn't figure out a solution to like, meditate, and it's like, every time I'd like accidentally walk into like an 11 step meeting, I was like, all right, like, you know, I never, I still, I'm still not great at that. Um, so, like, I was so terrified of just experiencing that, just experiencing that pain, and just experience that vulnerability, that I was willing to do all sorts of heinous shit. I put my job on the line, I put my body on the line, I put my health on the line at 7-Eleven by eating hot dogs three times a night. You know, it's like, and then finally, like, uh, a lot of things in my life lined up correctly. Like, I had a great job. I had just gotten together with someone I had been in love with for a really long time. And I thought, okay, well, if there's ever a time to sleep, it's gonna be now. My other fear, right, is that like, Ambien only lasts in your body one hour, and that's why they say it's not habit forming. 
And I was like, I know what's gonna happen, I'm gonna try to kick, and I'm, it's gonna drive me crazy, and I'm gonna have to go into rehab. That was the other thing I, I, I was terrified of. I didn't sleep one night. And the next night, I slept for 14 hours. <laughs> because I took a Benadryl. Um, <laughs> it was really just one night. It was one night of terror. It was one night of, of being, like, all I, it took, I, I broke a psychological habit in, of seven years in just one extremely painful night. Um, it's been two and a half years since I've taken any Ambien. Um, and uh, that fear that I have, that, that moment of terror is fine, right? Because, that's what life is, like, that's gonna happen. Like, human beings are gonna have that. We're gonna suffer and we're gonna be okay. And like, it's not worth adding suffering in the form of 7-Eleven uh, hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> and like, tit shots to your employer. <laughs> I think that's a Buddhist saying, like, don't, tit shots to your employer. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys.